Good to have you down, man. It's been good to hang out and just, like, just cruise. We've caught up a bunch of times at random events, but we're always, like, doing something. Rather, you know, you're hanging out with the uni tent and the uni guys and running around filming at Marimbula and writing and always trying to do something, but it's been good to just hang out. I think it's seen, like, such a nice organic way of meeting you guys. Mm. It wasn't, like, forced... You guys never forced it on me. Like, you guys weren't, dr- like, dirty drug dealers or anything like that. <laughs> we were just, like, happened to be at the same places at the same time and yeah. we were getting chatting, got to know each other. Because I remember and, the first um, time I saw you was at, um, like, actually met you was on the grass Long Reef. Long Reef. Yeah. And we did a That's quick little video. I wanted to film you Sydney. guys. Yeah, because I was interested in the product. Sydney Foil Club. Yeah. That's such a cool zone just around there. Like, there's so many... So many people there now. It's the mecca of Sydney. Yeah, it's the little, it's our equivalent to Watergoes, I reckon. Because we were talking about that last night, that that's like an hour away from you. It is, but that's where I mainly go every weekend because we're not allowed to foil, um, like at my local beach in Uh in Maroubra. So I usually go there Saturday, Sunday because I can just hang there all day. Yeah. And it's just, there's There's always something to do there. Yeah, there's there's a reef that faces every direction and the wind that's good for it so yeah no I'm super psyched to come down because you guys have brought me on as the team rider manager for foil drive um, using my networking skills and skills of just having buddies throughout the world and yeah. Pretty much friends with all your team riders already anyway. Exactly. Well, it's so, necessary. There's that many of them now. Yeah, totally. So it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's nice that I've, because we've been talking on the, the email and stuff like that and on the phone. So it was nice to come down, get shown the systems, shown the team, which is way bigger than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the office and the warehouse. So it was kind of cool to, there was a lot of things in my head that I kind of had pictured. And now that I see it in the flesh, yeah. it all makes a lot of sense and a lot different than what I expected. I was going to say, did you expect the whole workshop side of things that we actually make these things here? So I honestly thought, and I don't know if this is public, but I honestly thought that you guys had designed something and now just manufactured in China. Yeah. So when I got to the warehouse yesterday and was seeing actually people putting stuff together and yeah. gluing stuff, resining stuff, I'm just like, whoa. And we're like this running is, around like, where's can, Paul? And he's like actually yeah, building yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's there building stuff. And <laughs> On the like, production line. can see um, the quality and the quality control that goes into it. And I just reckon it's really cool that you guys have kept that control and you're not willing to offload it just to make it a better buck so yeah, I think that's really really nice to see and it's kind, it, of, it's kind it, of necessary a little bit if you if you want to push the like if you want to push the system to the limits that we have where it's the tightest smallest package that it can possibly be not many external manufacturers want to do that it's not an easy thing to make yep. it's easier to make something that's bigger and bulkier and a lot more plastic parts and cheap injection molded everything that's there's plenty of that coming you know and there's good reason it's easy and cheap to make Mm -hmm. but if you want to make something that's really high performance super stiff and strong blah 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 that's not really what high volume manufacturers want to get involved in yeah so that's why we're doing it a lot of ourselves in-house in australia is we have control over that and we'll do it to get to that level and there's a lot of foil brands out there that you know that i think assimilate with to really make something high-end takes a lot more than people think as opposed to just bulk manufacturing. Totally. And I think it's, I I think another thing that I've really loved out of this whole trip is 
I've got to see a background to you guys besides you guys just in your full foil drive business <laughs> hat on. Like this morning, I was in Ben's uh, shed and he's showing me his whole RC plane and that type yeah. of stuff. And all the it all makes it go into that. It then. all makes sense now that why you guys have fallen where you are in foil drive because you've taken all this knowledge from all your um, aerodynamic background and now put it into your, yeah. your foiling experience and it's the tech that goes into this product that like for someone like a layman like me that's just like oh surfing like a motor on the bottom like it's just it's crazy to see how specialized it all is and you guys just didn't all of a sudden just one day wake up and be like we're just going to make uh, electric, electric foil yeah. like it's like it's See decades of experience going into this, which you is you saw how small the electronics package is, yeah, the slim, yeah, and that thing can handle nearly two horsepower. Totally, it's, it's crazy, and that yeah. all stems back from the drone professional drone industry that Ben and I are involved in at a company, and where we are not little tiny baby toy drones like really mm. quite advanced ones. That's where it really more of it comes from. Is that really high end? power density totally yeah, sort of and that's where weight and size and everything matters a lot so when you're trying to fly something whether it's a yeah like a drone or a plane or something like that and then that's all just sort of filtered down our, our passion for that or Paul's passion for designing and, and optimizing yeah <laughs> not passion obsession yeah literally yeah. over shaving off millimeters like I remember him coming to me like proper distraught that he had to make the slim like two mil bigger or it was an extra mil it was extra mil taller yeah. and he was like oh, that just <laughs> I really didn't want it to come to this but I'm, I, I, my hands are tight I have to make it one mil bigger I'm like dude <laughs> like I think a mil's probably alright he's like no it has to be as small as possible yeah. and that's come purely from that background of yeah like, I mean, we're looking at my like the 3D gas plane and everything's so light but it has to be strong and mm. you know, you know, plywood covered in, in carbon to make all those stiffness all so much stronger and stuff. It's trying to make it as light as possible. It's so interesting as well seeing the, like, how you showed me that glider version of that plane. Yeah, yeah. And how it's literally a foil. Exactly. It's a foil. It's like, just a, it's just a foil that goes plane. through air instead yeah. of water. And that's yeah. where we're so lucky to have, like, Jamie Wise is in our workshop, really smart cookie with all the electronics and stuff helping Paul out. But that's his background and his passion between high-performance composite gliders in the RC world and then foiling. So now, like, he works, you know, very, he's a team rider for Axis and works very closely with Adrian on wing design and all that kind of stuff because it's it doesn't translate directly, like, aerodynamics to hydrodynamics, but it is some similar principles. And, yeah, when you're looking at things, you like, three-metre, skinny, low, um, high-aspect wing, lots of glide, very efficient. Yeah. And then you just look at where foils have gone, you're like... Yeah. We're going for a downwind run and we're all on high aspect yeah. stuff as opposed to then surfing. Or... That's why we're going to be talking. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're in the... We've got a spare 20 minutes before we send it downwind. Exactly. Yeah. But, so let's cut, jump back to Sydney and yourself for a sec. You have to drive an hour to get to Long Reef where there's a really good reef, you're allowed to foil, there's prone foil options, there's downwind options, there's wing options, there's just about everything you can possibly imagine towing yep. out of Long Reef. But at home, you can't foil on your local beaches because of silly council yeah, rules. Yeah, jurisdiction rules and stuff. 
the conditions there and the downwind runs or opportunities you have from home are a little less limited. So now that you've jumped on and started using a foil drive, what's that opened up for you at home? So I think the biggest benefit of the foil drive that I've found so far with my limited experience of maybe six weeks on the product yeah. is that, first of all, with downwinding, as we see now, you need a team. Yeah. Or at least a partner. Yeah, we've got so, another car tailing us as yeah. well. Like three more cars at the end. <laughs> so what the foil drive did for me, because we have not a huge community of, of people in my like local area doing downwinding, or or at least maybe not at the same experience where they want to do the same runs as me. And at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, there's a lot, a lot of factors. I now don't have to rely on anyone. I don't have to rely, even if I'm not relying on someone doing the activity with me my missus or you know a family member or a friend who can drop me at the top of the run mm. I now just upwind with the foil drive yeah, yeah. use it until literally like I've been getting ballsier and ballsier with it each time <laughs> yeah. like the first time I think I went up and was like okay I'm going to leave 25% and come back mm. and then now it's like like getting to like 7% and <laughs> just seeing how far I can push it um, and we in Sydney don't exactly have the best coastline if like something goes wrong like so I am testing the limitations of the product but that has been huge because honestly if you've got your foil drive already set up on the rig that you need literally the, the only thing that you have to worry about is making sure that that battery is charged yeah. so if you've got that charged from the day before you literally just throw it in plug it in upwind it takes you I don't know it depends how far you're going, but you're I, getting seven, I'm getting about 7Ks, which is our local run. Yeah, that's a that's a good downwind run yeah. once you turn and come back. Like so still, what so. I figured out as well is that even though you're foiling to go upwind 7Ks, it still feels like you're getting your exercise because yeah. you're on your feet, you're foiling, even though it's not it's ideal hectic, because you're like, going against... Like a pump track, the, isn't it? Yeah, it's... And, over the way. To be honest, it, it trains like your whole kind of adjustment skills of yeah. because it's a fine art this foil driving I think people maybe think that oh they can hop on it and within like you know the first hour they're going to be doing yeah, what they true. see on yeah. the internet I'm saying like it, it is a very quick tool to get good at but you're not going to be amazing on it within an hour yeah, so I think those skill. fine skills mm -hmm. of learning how to keep that pod especially if you're you're slamming that um, that motor pod hard up against your board. Yeah, there is such limited um, space for error. Mm -hmm. So like, you're you're either going to be like a bucking bronco going <laughs> like in and out, yeah. or you've you've adjusted your like fine motor skills in your feet or whatever yeah. to uh, like keep that motor just in the water. Because you know if it's not that windy. Like, I've found the perfect conditions is, like, 12 to 15 knots. Yeah. The ocean is lumpy enough to downwind back home, yeah. but to go upwind, it's it's what predictable. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had days where it's, like, 20 knots, and it's, whoa, it's hectic. You're <laughs> yeah. so on the whole time. That's what I like, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah that's good. That's kind of yeah. what I do with my jet ski if I'm yeah. going up against the wind. I'll go on the diagonal instead of yeah. straight yeah. into the wind. Yeah. Um, I've actually started running my pond just a little bit lower now. So... Used to just run the 15 unanimously, yep. but I'm running the 20 now sometimes just because the upwind becomes so much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, um, when you're on the heavier end of the spectrum like me, I barely really feel the pod much. Right. But the lighter you are, obviously, that has more of an effect because you don't. You just have less inertia. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's 
I think also set it up different ways. I think also it works in the other end of the spectrum where you're learning another skill mm. to learn writing high on your mast. Yeah. So the pot isn't in the water. Even if you're yeah. so I think for your experience, like obviously you do it all the time. Mm. You've probably learned so much how it feels to be so close to your foil breaching but not breaching. Yeah, you just like you're acclimatized to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm running at 85 now. Which is past the box. It's technically ninety centimeters. Yep. I mean, I've got plenty of room. So much. Plenty of yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. And you just, your brain really, when you don't have the drive on there, you don't really think about the Where waters are, being exactly. any different. It's just there's a mast and anything's in play. Yeah. But when you put it on there, your brain just recalibrates and goes, oh, I should actually fly a bit higher, which just makes you actually go faster because you've got less mass in the water. Yeah. And you technically you're foiling the mast in a a more optimal range anyway. Yeah. So it's just an adjustment, really. Yeah, I am. Um, and then another huge benefit, like, so that's downwinding is like probably my biggest passion in foiling mm. at the moment. But another great one that I've found in the local area is um, getting to these kind of little reefs or surf spots that aren't so much even a wave. Yeah. Like they're just maybe a point that the swell lumps up. Yeah. No other surfers are going to go there because the wave's not even breaking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I really like being able to, oh, it's just you're exploring. You're fully yeah. exploring and surfing waves that like no one else can surf or want to surf. And like for me, because um, every beach is patrolled by lifeguards, but all those beaches are banned. So instead of that, I'll go to like, you know, a random reef off the next bay or something where no one's there to whinge at me or mm. complain. Mm. And you're just out by yourself. And you're out there by yourself. Like, and it's so It kind of like brings back the original like surfy vibes where you're like chasing the surf. Chasing, totally. trying to find stuff. It's a whole thing about, yeah, trying yeah. to find the next wave, to find the next spot, find somewhere where there's no one or something that you've never ridden before. It reopens that whole yeah. Yeah. type. I don't know if we're going to get down south this trip. It wants to be another one, but... That's a that's another interesting scenario. So that's a, just a huge beach break. The beach is literally hundreds of kilometres long. It's just a little. Oh, I've seen Jamie showed me on Google Maps last yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. And when we go there, there can be on a public holiday. There can be hundreds of surfers in the water. We just motor out past the line up, past all the white water, and we go like another six to seven hundred meters further out mm. from wherever it is and yeah. we're catching the ocean swell which is the unbroken way mm-hmm. which for foiling for me is the best one and we're always peeling off about 50 to 100 meters before the surfers are even starting to get ready to catch a wave nice so we've got the place to ourselves no one's having any any argy-bargy because they've got their breaking yeah. wave and we've got our foiling wave and everyone's happy yeah it's freaking awesome it's it's yeah whereas if we didn't have the drive we would be exactly the same take yeah point as them. yeah and i think i've like i was in hawaii last year and i was doing a lot of prone foiling and it's getting to the point where there's a lot of foilers now yeah. which is great like i'm all about building community and stuff but prone foiling falls i feel like in the same category as just like normal shortboard surfing yeah. everyone is after the same wave yeah and like there's only so much real estate and like even if you do you know as a prone foiler chip in and pump out to the back you're still kind of going through a lot of people and people get scared and and they're scared of the foil and stuff but like there is only so much real estate so i really like the foil drive to be creative and just go to a different zone that you didn't really think of and like maybe chuck on a, a super high aspect foil and just ride 
lumps of swell that don't even break. So like there's, how fun that can be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's just, I think people just get so tunnel vision with, oh, everyone's surfing here, I should probably surf there. Yeah, they don't use the creativity of yeah. like, oh, remember that point that like is breaking, but it, it's it's too far of a walk out, yeah. or like it's too far from the car park, but now you got a full drive, just motor out there. It only works once or twice a year, so we don't even bother yeah. checking it anymore. Yeah. All, you spend too much time just totally. checking it. No, no, I think one of the bigger anymore. elements of that is, is until you've used one, you don't actually fully comprehend how all the where the windows open right up mm. all the condition opportunities open right up yeah. and all the places that you could go your brain subconsciously doesn't even register them yep. but then once you start using one and you get your head around it it's amazing how your brain's like oh I could ride that yeah. and it opens up <laughs> to it being a possibility that's what I noticed big time when I went from gen 1 to gen 2 because of all the extra power and run like speed you can get mm-hmm. out of it there's some waves down south which are just literally hitting rocks in the middle of the ocean, that um, I was like, oh, we can get on that now. Because that's mm. ocean swell moving like 30, 35 k's yep. an hour. It's not hanging around. It's not hanging and around. It's, mm. like, you've got then to it's proper shift. toe foiling. Yeah, you've got to be shifting to get on those mm. things. Yeah. Um, and that was just another few spots that just literally just turned up. Mm-hmm. Which they've always been there. Yep. We just haven't looked at them in the right way. And now they're one of our favourite places to go. Because <laughs> I, I assume think, you can't tow foil at home either. Then we, we can, can, but they're, they're like out the outer reef type things. Yeah. And um, is there many boat ramps and stuff around? Because I know, like with um, nah, brown water, it's like you can launch there, but it's on the beach and it's pretty hectic. Yeah. Ramps around. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Now we've got like the spot that me and Jeremy tow a bit. Like, yeah. It's a it's a boat ramp, and then like um, it's maybe a. 20 25 minute drive around a headland to get to that outer reef. Yeah, right. But um, for the local guys in Cronulla, mm-hmm. where the reef is literally just, you know, a few hundred meters off yeah, the beach, right instead of going to the boat ramp, rigging up the ski, just full yeah. drive from the shore, bang, straight out there. Like wingers are already doing it, but they're like obviously using the energy, energy of the source. wind. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, that kind of like brings it to like another point where, like, how downwinding is my passion like with a northerly wind I can go you know um, down the coast with a southerly wind I can go up the coast but then you sometimes get these like east winds that bring you that push straight into Mm -hmm. the um, the beach so instead now I'll I'll, I'll putt literally out yep. to New Zealand, but then I, <laughs> but then I'll, then I got reminded by Ben, um, dude, that's like, you, I understand your testing limitations of the gear, but like, you got to understand, like, you know, our, our product is amazing, but shit does go wrong. Oh, like, sure. it's not bulletproof. Doesn't and matter then what it is, too. It, it could be weed of, or foil. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, not even the foil drive. Like, what happens log, if, like, yeah, you hit a, a something yeah. and then your foil snaps, yeah. and then you can't motor it up? Fell it. off once <laughs> because I forgot to put it on time. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. But even, but even a mate of mine, literally two weeks ago, and we're on the Yorks Peninsula. He was out fishing in his five meter tinny and hit a floating drum. Like oh a, wow! Forty four, and just tore a massive hole down the whole middle of his boat. And you know, that was it. it. The, the boat was sinking. He's got bilge pumps and stuff. You take out a barrel on a foil, you're going to be snapping foils and stuff. We're rocking up. There's waves. It's, yeah, it's okay. Is that the wave there? Kind of. Nah. Anyway, this nah. looks. I can see from all your videos. As long as there's white caps, we're on. Yeah. It looks good. And yeah. This is yeah. macking. So we're going. This is macking. 
not. No. Oh, this no. is not Mackie. No, no. Oh, right. No. When it's breaking over the rock wall. Oh, the, that's, that's when you The like, video that we did with um, Dave West, when, like that how to put it together video, which actually was never supposed to be the how to build a video, but <laughs> we were like, let's just do a quick one so that the testers have got something to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sort of stuck because people liked it. The waves were breaking over this rock wall. Yeah. <laughs> they were standing down the beach. Absolutely macking that day. Yeah. That was wild. Oh, so you could dock start here and then pump out to the bumps. You could. <laughs> you, you and Jamie could, yeah. Has anyone done it yet? I don't know if Jamie has, actually. That should be done, dude. That would be fucking wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. That should be the slogan, eh? Yeah. Just like, remember that one? It was, oh no, that was in New South Wales. It was like... Pull your finger out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. How's rad? Sick? Yeah. Short and sweet. We're gonna go for a prone down window. Are we? Well you are. Yeah, you're yeah. On yeah. You're on something absurd. Yeah, I'm on the Spitfire thing. What, what is yeah. it? 20... 20... 23 litres? No, I think it's... Oh, well, I don't know actually, it's not even my board. I, but think, I think it's 26 litre. Right. 4... 4... 4 maybe? 4 nothing. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm riding the 850 um, S from Code. Yeah. Just because like... Um, Jamie's like trying to trick me into something a bit more high aspect and smaller, but like yeah. this to me looks like it's kind of slow conditions. So I don't want to. This is my first run, so we'll see. I and think hopefully I'm going to do tiny board, but you're the man, so you're going to. I've been time. riding my four or five Raptor and yeah. twenty six liters at home, and like true, I just I've got a bigger board coming, like a five four by forty five liters, because I want to see what the hype is about having just a little bit bigger board, just to make it that That's bit yeah. easier. Like yeah. the five oh fifty from Axis, fifty's more liters than I actually need. Yeah, I was doing a lot of downwind runs lately on a, um, Jimmy Lewis five oh thirty eight liter. I'm 96 kilos, so I'm reasonably heavy, and that's fine. Mm. It's just the mm. length that yeah. makes it so much easier yeah. to get mm. up. And when you start pushing to the smaller wings, you need that extra speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Still beats Scotty on his 7.6 or whatever. I just can't. Eight. Like, yeah. <laughs> we can't Once bring you go real small back. board downwinding, it's tough to go back. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. Like yeah. You know, it's Have you done much paddle downwinding in the last few weeks? Since? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I still mix it up. Yeah. Like, I, I still think, like, I know you guys are so foil drive, that's it. We don't compete in events. But, so. like, <laughs> I, I definitely think that foil drive is such a cool thing to have in the quiver. Mm. I feel very privileged that you guys have brought me on as a team rider and employee. Um, but it's such a good training tool. It's good to test gear mm -hmm. because, like, it's so easy to get on foil and then... Yeah. Yeah, but like it's I still love all aspects of 100%. foiling. It's just a and new discipline. It's a new discipline. It brings up its own stuff. It's, yeah. People who wing there's still conditions where like, you know what, this is good winging. Yeah. And like talking to Jeremy, he still wings heaps. Totally. Because he's like in the wing with a wing in the waves and the right conditions in the right place, you can't beat it. It's just yeah. effortless out and back, out and back surf. You just gotta deal with the wing when you're on the wave. And then the downwinding it's still an amazing, I still 100% get and understand why, like even Jamie is going to be paddling today. He's a four-wheel drive guy as yeah. well. He's but he's going to paddle because yeah. he wants to do events and he wants to race. Yeah. We're talking with you know, a few people. He's that's training that. to try and compete yeah. with the best Correct. in the world. I was even the exactly. other day, I um, was back onto the hand paddles. Yeah. Oh, right. It's just to keep it fresh, you know. Exactly. Like, why not? Like, yeah. if you start doing one thing and one thing only, you could you could get over it soon. So yeah. I'm just like, and that's a cool thing about foiling. There's so many different, so many disciplines, and yeah. just different tools for different things. So different it's bits of fun. All right, let's do it. Let's get in the water. Yeah. Sick. <laughs>